the Educated Ignorance Podcast, Emergency Edition. We have an NBA trade, and there's nothing else to do on this Sunday, so we might as well talk about it next. This fall, if you're looking for high-level football talk, then Educated Ignorance has you covered. From gambling to deep-dive film analysis to scorching takes, they have it all. Join Joe Winkle all year long for the Sinister Six, Elite Eight, and Sunday Night Live shows with special guest Nick Brinks. The Educated Ignorance Podcast. Remember, if you ain't got your game, you best pass the sticks. We're also brought to you by the Four Frequency Sake Podcast Network with new episodes of Card Subject to Change every Sunday. That's today, actually. They'll be live today. Uh, from what I've seen, they might be having a special episode here during the week as well. Um, I know I'll be on with the guys next week. Can't wait for that. Um, and whatnot after Forbidden Door uh next sunday that'll be fun that'll be a doozy coming up on this episode of the show danny's good with us again you can see he's right there I'm vastly he is vastly average you couldn't hear that but he said that he was vastly average why do you introduce me without me being on because i did just, that's like an evil thing i don't know i just it's how god intended it's like hey here's my friend yeah he's, he's mute yeah he's here's my friend i don't want you to hear him i need to start throwing up like uh american sign language so sign language there's different languages of sign language okay okay that's fair for all of our you know like argentinian viewers just in case you guys were wondering you know we're gonna make sure that that's why it's called asl not just sl oh i didn't know that i know the more you know you're ignorant uh, it's part of the. that's literally it's in the, your name it's in the title it's the point uh so Bradley Beal got traded. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to fire off some scorching takes. We're going to go maybe 30 minutes. And we'll see what happens. That'll uh, That's all coming up now. Uh, a special ed, uh, emergency edition of the Educated, Podca- Educated Ignorance Podcast. Let's talk some basketball. Well, it finally happened. Oh, wait, shit. Hold on. I goofed that up. I goofed that totally up. I mean, it did take him a long time to trade him. You're listening to the Four Frequency Sake Network. I fucked that up. Well, it finally happened. It finally happened. Can you say finally? Because they should have traded him for a while. Well, you but know, once they decided to actually trade him, they traded him rather quickly. Three three years after his value was at peak form, a quarter of a billion dollars later, and a long ass con and a no trade clause, Bradley Beal has finally been excommunicated from the Washington Wizards. I think that's the weirdest thing about all this. What is that he had a no trade clause? <laughs> He's like and one he of four Phoenix. players in the league. I think he was the only one for a while. Yeah, I guess you're right because the only other guy was LeBron. So he probably at this current point was is I the only guy the with, only the, one. with the no trade clause. You don't get that much in basketball. But he got traded. You get it way, way too much in hockey, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't play the shell enough with you guys to really know. Well, in the shell, when you play the shell, you actually don't have no trade clauses. Oh, you can't? Yeah, there's no no trade clauses in NHL games. The reason I know this is because trade deadlines, certain guys with bad contracts try to get moved. And the main thing is, like, was in the expansion drafts. Guys that had no move clauses, you couldn't leave unprotected. Mm-hmm. That's how Vegas got so good so quick. Oh, okay. That's how they, they literally fucked and stuck a golf club up the league's ass and won a title six years in. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a brief history and no movement clauses. So the Suns, uh, the Suns get, uh, who the fuck? Oh, from, okay, that's from the mess. So the Suns made the move to get Bradley Beal. They trade, listen, the Wizards did nothing. You can look at it for, do you want to, should we start with the Wizards side because it's faster? Probably. I would say so. I look at it like the Wizards crushed it because, yeah, they, okay, there's going to be two sides. You're going to look at it like they did well or they did awful. Like there's no in between because you're either going to be like me, who's, I'm not boasting or bragging here, but, you know, I'm smart. I'm apparently the only smart one in this conversation when I say Brad Beal has literally the worst contract in the NBA. He's got to. Doesn't mean it doesn't have any input on what I think of him as a player. Um, because I think there's a lot of value there. I think what team he would have went to, especially drove said value. Um I mean, I mean he's one of the only guys on the super super max. Literally. Yeah. The the super duperest of maxes. Um he I can't is, think of another one. He's on the worst contract in the league because he is literally the highest paid player in the league, and he's like the league's 59th to 75th best player right now that's just the case um when you also kind of like you know when you look at it as, especially with his availability the last few seasons he hasn't played over 60 games in four years um which i don't think i you know i think that's a bit half and half of like being shut down at times during seasons but also he has had injury issues uh, which you know to me that's secondary i would say he's a little bit better than that in the rank you give him because i mean we're just a couple years removed of him averaging almost 30. No, he uh, that so I guess that was 2019. Granted, he is the only guy on his team. In 2019, I thought he should have been moved. I remember in 2019, the first edition of the Lakers with LeBron, um, pre Davis. I thought they should have went after Bradley Beal. Um, Bradley Beal would be perfect alongside LeBron. Like it would have been like a lineup of like be of like Ball, or if like they wanted to get rid of Ball because they had Rondo then who was still playing well. So it could have been like. Beal, LeBron, Ingram, and Kuzma with the rest of that roster. Right. Um, I thought that would have been really good. Obviously, the problem was that Lakers team went from first place in the West on Christmas Day to out of the playoffs because LeBron blew his hamstring out. Then the whole AD saga happened and whatnot. But then they won the title in 2020. Regardless, around that time frame, Brad Beal was a fantastic asset. He was one of the highest scoring guys in the league. The, he was still a really, really good player. The problem is he he dropped in value from one of the 30 or 40 best guys in the league to where I have him just because he's on one of the worst deals in the league and he hasn't been playing. So, again, from the Wizards aspect, they're going to look at it at two sides. You're going to look at it like I look at it, which they crushed it. Beal has no value. You have to get contracts back. No one's He has a no-move clause, so they have zero leverage technically. Or you're going to sit back and look at it like, man, Bradley, you got zero tangible NBA assets for Bradley Beal. Yeah, but it's also that's also Bradley Beal's fault. This was kind of it's not what you get, it's what you don't get. 
Yeah. I feel like that was the main thing about this trade. This was inevitable. The only the only way this was going to happen was Beal gets traded for next to nothing after he gets paid for this $260 million because that's what he wanted. He wanted the Supermax. He was eligible for it with the CBA. Um, and this is where, where is it? Once he got signed that deal, nobody was going to touch him. Right. Uh, How many picks did they get in the deal? They got a bunch of second round swaps. Cause you got to remember Phoenix doesn't have any. Oh, any ones. Yep. They traded them all to Brooklyn. Yeah. I didn't think that. Um, so that's what I think when you look at it from the wizards perspective, I think they crushed it, but I also understand they weren't going to get much. This is what they need to do. They needed, they needed to pull the pin years, two years ago. But instead, they kept hanging on. They kept hanging on. Going into this season, honestly, should have been finally the year they did it. They refused to do it in the offseason. They kept Beal. They refused to blow it up at the trade deadline. And in one of the better top-heavy drafts of our lifetime, they decided to stand pat, win 38 games. Now they pick like eighth, and it doesn't really matter. Enjoy fucking, I don't know the dude that went to UCF, he's probably going to be good, but like, that's your congratulations. Wizards. You waited a year too long. I think you hit the nail on the head, man. They should have given them up earlier. Cause they were holding onto that rope a little too long and they got burned. And they, the wizards also can come out of this too, looking good because if they can get, if they can opt in and do some sort of sign and trade with Porzingis, who's a UFA. Right. And I think the biggest thing is they got Beal off the books though. That's a dub on two itself. Well, they can now they they have two legitimate NBA assets that they can flip. Because listen, Beal, we're gonna talk about his fit now and where I wanted him to go to compared to where he landed here in a minute. But I'm just talking about on the aspects of what they have. Beal is obviously a legitimate NBA asset. That's true. But Kuzma and Porzingis right now, they had like Beal wasn't an NBA asset for the fact that. They weren't going to get shit for him, and they didn't get shit for him. Like, their only other option, if they would have traded for Miami, it would have been Lowry and Duncan Robinson and a couple picks. Like, yeah, that's better technically because you get players back, but what's that doing for you? Now what they're going to be able to do is wave Chris Paul or, or buy him out. Um, and look, you literally got nothing back for him, but you're not going to get anything back for Beal. That's the pro- whole point of this. Right. Um but you have now Porzingis and Kuzma who you can send off into the distance and I almost forgot about Kuz and he's been balling as of late. Exactly. So that's the wizard side of it. I seen that they were trying to deal with Porzingis the other day. I don't know if that's still in effect before the oh, trade, I, but I'd I bet it will be because so. they're probably looking to find a way. He's got like a thirty six and a half million dollar option to, to either pick up. He's got to decide on. So they're probably figuring out how we can either you pick it up or we do a full sign and trade. The team they tied him to was the Warriors. It's that's exactly what they need. Everyone, listen, I I hate the Warriors, so I probably should have wanted them to get Beal. But I also would, you know, as much as I don't like them, I would like to see them be slightly smart with one of the eight greatest players probably of all time and Steph Curry, maybe with only one or two logistic cracks at the wheel here, you know. Um, and if the, if the, if the Warriors got Beal, I'd be saying the same exact thing about what I'm saying about the Suns is they got worse. It's redundancy, especially for the, if they would have, the Warriors would have went out and done it. It's, it's what they don't need. If the Warriors can get Perzingis, that's kind of exactly what they need. It's a good fit for them. Um, the problem is they're just, they might have to give up clay or something for it because they'd have to match the contracts. Right. Um, well, if you're going to have to give up clay, I wouldn't do that. Obviously. 
I just don't know what I I think they I think if they wanted if the Warriors want to do something, everyone's like you got to bring back Clay and Dre and whatnot. I'm like, no, you got to get rid of them. Just build an entirely new team around stuff. I don't think Clay Clay's not one of the 50 best players in the league anymore. Draymond clearly isn't. Clay's a great. Or Draymond's one of the best defensive players, but like. We just saw Clay be awful in two rounds in, in 13 playoff games, and he was terrible. Basically, he had like a couple good shooting games, but he wasn't good. Uh, I just don't think he's got that in him. Anyway, let's move on to the Suns. I said the Suns got worse. <laughs> so that's going to obviously be the vocal point of, oh, my God, Joe, you're a dumbass. Danny, it's a redundancy issue. They have three of the same guy. I understand they have different levels of that same guy but as currently constructed this team is a mess and they literally cannot make any moves other than re-signing a few dudes like Tory Craig and uh, I think they got better temporarily because they haven't really filled out the roster spots which which, which is what they really needed to do was get some guys around them to really compliment them but like you said we got three of the same players now we got three shot creators and only one ball exactly so there's a couple at uh, angles to get to look at it, and we'll get into them. Nate, uh, shout out to him. Also, Luke uh, Blaya liked the video. Shout out to him. Nice shout out, Luke. Shout, shout out, out Nate. Uh, Nate said Draymond is poop cans, and Clay after injury is mediocre. Look, Clay had a couple good moments during the regular season. I just don't think. I mean, you could try it again, but I don't understand. But also, I don't care. I hope the Warriors, you know, melt into the Earth's core. I do not like them whatsoever. Uh, for the Suns. The thing is, people the people have already said to me, man, I can't wait to see how they retool this roster. Well, guess what, people? They can't. It's literally illegal for them to currently retool this roster. The only card they have to play is now trade DeAndre Ayton. And they weren't good defensively already, and Ayton isn't a good defender, and now they're going to end up having no... They're going to have to fucking get Dwight Howard to come back from the Guangdong Tigers or whatever the fuck. To Thailand. Start, to, yeah. start the first, to start at center for them. It's not good. Uh... If they're if they actually came out and said, "Listen, we didn't believe in how the roster was, uh, you know, how the roster was put together, and the, we understand the only way we're going to beat a team like Denver is to just outgun them." You know what? I would respect it, but no one's actually going to come out and say that. Uh, I guess Frank Vogel signed up for this. It's going to be a completely different team than he's used to, but uh, big time. The reason I say the Suns got worse, too, is where they were at. I'm comparing them to the team that just made the second round and, and took two games off Denver. I don't think they're better than that now. They're the same team. I mean, they could have got more guys in that Terrence Ross role to you know, space the floor out, be off ball, not really need too many touches, but still score an efficient game. That's what they need right now. That's what they need, but they're not going to be able to sign anybody. Exactly. They they the And... People are going to – I need people to understand this when paying attention to how the CBA works and how the – you know, shout out to C.J. McCollum who really doesn't like the Warriors because that's why this exists. The new luxury tax aprons, there's two aprons. I don't know what the difference is in them, but I know this. When you cross the second one, here's what you can't do. You can't trade first-round picks more than seven years out, which, granted, I don't think the Suns really have many of those anyway. They don't have any current ones, so literally all they have is seven years and further out. Can't do that now because they're over the second apron. You, They can't sign MLE players, which is like the $12 million and low, the veterans minimum. They can't sign any of them. So 
uh, even like Tanner said this to me and he just said it kind of willy nilly, but some people are going to think this, Oh, the wizards are going to buy out Chris Paul and he'll just go back to the Suns. They can't do it. They can't, they cannot do it. It's literally illegal. They not trying to be political, but that shit ain't flying. They can't add the, they can't do that. They can't even sign buyout players when you reach the past the second apron. Um, and then eventually if you're above it for too long, you eventually get draft pick penalties. So the second, this apron luxury tax thing, Ishbia either didn't read it, doesn't give a fuck, or some combination of both. Which, listen, I get it. You're a, he's, he's a full-blown psychopath. We, under, we saw that the minute, like, literally, he had the team for two hours and traded for Kevin Durant. He shows up at a Suns playoff game and almost gets in a fist fight with Nikola Jokic. I get it. Ishbia's batshit crazy. He lets Isaiah Thomas help him make front office decisions. He's a he's a nut job, but that's <laughs> probably the worst <laughs> out of all three. It is. Um, that's what I'm, I want people to understand. Is their only other their only card to move left is DeAndre Aiden. What's your full thoughts on this as a whole? From from what I said, the moves, the future, what the Suns can do. We'll talk about them, like the what they can do and what they can get for Aiden litter, but just what what they've got right now. Well, I'm going to answer your question with a question because I know I'm going to forget about it. Who would you rather be going into the future? This Phoenix team or the Brooklyn Nets? It's a great question. I think that's what I'm here for. I think I would I think I'd rather be Phoenix slightly. Because Brooklyn, you got three of the best players. You at least have Devin Booker. Yeah. Because uh-huh. he's the most consistent one out of the group. I don't think that Book is past KD yet. I know you think he has. I think he I, clearly has. Yeah, I don't think I, so. I, I think he has. I think he's there. I think he's their best player. This unfortunately is going to take away my 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 hot take the other day about sprinkle some Devin Booker MVP. That lasted six days. There's no way he'll have he'll get that or he'll fall into that category. Unless he kind of has to carry this team to the playoffs when Beal and Durant only play for only play eighty combined games, yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd, I'd rather be the Suns just because the Nets have moves to make and it's still kind of far away. And they got all the picks though. Unless the Nets can can literally put all of their picks into a turkey baster and shoot them into the Portland Trailblazers for Dame, then I'd be like, eh, right, that's conversation. I don't think Dame will go to Brooklyn. He likes me. He said that. He said that on the. He pods. said that was one of them. Yeah, he said he said Miami because Bam's my guy, and Brooklyn because Mikhail's my guy. Oh, so. Da 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 da. Hey, I mean it's available. It's a possibility. I'd be for it. I'd be for Dame in Brooklyn. I'd be for Dame anywhere that isn't in the on the uh, on the Trailblazers. You really want Dame in Orlando though? Yeah, but they'd have to give up too much. So I'm okay with the. I'm okay. I'm glad with, you see that. I'm okay. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't want them to get rid of Franz. That's the main thing. I'd like them. Listen, at the end of the day, if the Magic just run this team back and like, they're gonna they're gonna be good. They're gonna be fighting for the sixth seed. Right. People are like, that's nuts. Well, they started five and twenty, and they were they like had one of the five best records in the league after that. So, mm-hmm. what do I know? And another year. Exactly. Follow as long as they stay healthy. But. To answer your question, yeah, I think that, uh, like I kind of said before, they needed to fill out these roster spots, and they got three of the same playmaker, shot creator type of build on that team, and that's their three best players. 
And I think you're right. You have to trade DeAndre Ayton because I mean, you got to get you got to get other guys. You got to fill out roster spots. It's the only move they have left. Uh huh. It's the only thing they've got left in the. It's in not the, even an ace up your sleeve. It's more like a queen. But you got to you got to make do with what you got. It's they it, kind of back themselves in a corner. Yeah, it's it's all they've got left, and it's it's da- it's a dangerous dangerous game to play. But it's the only game you have left at the moment. We got to play the hand you're dealt. Mm-hmm. And if you're passing out the cards, man, you got nobody to blame but yourself. So let's talk about, I guess, why we don't like it. Main, you know, what, when, so I know my reasons, but I'm curious on yours just so people can know. We talk, when we talk about like three of the same guy or why three guys who could average 25 a game won't work. What are the, what are the biggest reasons in your mind for that being an issue? Cause they really don't have a playmaker right now. They just got a bunch of shot creators. And, uh, I mean, Chris Paul would have been perfect for this team, but obviously they gave him up because you need, like, a true point guard to dish the rock and get other people involved. But they don't have that now. They don't. They just have a bunch of mid-range assassins on their team. I'm trying to see – because I know D-Book played point guard for a little bit, but I'm trying to see what the highest career – or what the highest assist season for one of those three guys are. Because I'd be surprised if it's past six. That's probably me being generous as well. Sorry, could you say my bad? I was I there's I got we got breaking news on this. More uh, breaking news? Yeah. Well, maybe. I said I wanted to see their assists to see if anybody's ever averaged, averaged more than six assists in the season. Yeah. They, they don't have a guy that spreads a rock. I, I say we have breaking news, but it's from Chris Haynes. So I don't know. It, it might not be real. Chris Haynes sucks at his job. Uh Okay. We'll wait to we'll wait to uh, hold on. Let me put this. That's what Haynes said. Okay. Huh? In 2018-2019, Devin Booker averaged 6.8 assists. There you go. So that's more than I thought. There you go. I bet he probably runs the point. Yeah, he'll run the one. This could I mean, look, it could be a huge year for Booker. I really like what he's doing. If I had if I, I in my blank rough draft of top fifty players in the league right now, he's probably no lower than like sixth. Mm-hmm. You're a big book fan, though. I watched him be an alpha on that team and go at time. and yeah. go at Jokic. He went at Kawhi for the couple games he played, just and and played great defense too. Like I was bought in. I just like my superstar a little less emotional lesbian. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. I understand that he'll never shake the a. Hey, why are you doubling me? We're trying to work on our game. But now when Ever. guys, but now when guys like remember gets that in that Nuggets game, guys were doubling him. He just launched and he was hitting shots. So he don't give a fuck anymore. Clearly, right. um, he's. I really like him, man. I really, I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, of what he's been doing lately. Let me see. Spots said that was a new, a new, a new noise. I haven't heard that one before. So, uh, I think for Phoenix, and here's the thing. So, where I wanted to see Brad Beal go, I wanted to see him get traded to uh, Milwaukee because that was a team that was rumored. I would have killed to see him there just because it would have gave them something that they never had had before. That would have been a great fit. It I would've... said that Beal would be really good next to LeBron, but could you even imagine him next to Giannis? Yeah, especially when you consider like what that, that what they've had and what they haven't had. They haven't had a guy like that on that roster ever, really, that can create that type of offense. And I thought that would have been great. 
I would have liked to see him in Miami. I don't think it would have been as good as obviously Milwaukee, but I think both of those options are better than Phoenix just for the fact. Yes. Is he going to get insanely open looks? And is there a world that exists where he's going to score a great amount of points? Is there maybe a world that exists if Durant, you know, has a, maybe a little bit less efficient season and uh, Booker is more of a playmaker that Beal could even lead the team in scoring. Absolutely. Yeah, he can. But Very well could. But fit-wise, again, I just don't understand where this Suns team goes. Now, let's – so I, I – as value aspect, Beal, law, Beal had zero value. Had zero value. As an actual asset on a team in the future, I think Beal – you know, it's not like he's going to be terrible. It's not like he's going to be a terrible player for the, uh, you know, for the Suns. It's just when we look at them, we're I'm I'm comparing them from from where they were at the end of this season, what they had and what they just gave up. I, that's why I say they got worse as of now. Now, let's talk quickly about the last and only. It's not the. It's the only card they have left to play, which is which is the uh, trading DeAndre Ayton card. Yep. Um, that's, that's the only other option that they have to really try to make this team better. And the one thing is, is I believe that it's possible it's on the board that they could move him for a good package. And then I will totally flip, man, maybe not totally, but I'll flip my tune a bit on how, what I think of this team. Right. But as of right, I'm reacting to what I know right now. That's where I'm at with with the with the Suns. What do you think about the eight idea? Any any possible yeah, I think ideas you got to trade him? Go? Like you said, he's one of the only. I called him a queen up your sleeve instead of an ace up your sleeve. But I mean, who are you going to get that's going to be comparable to DeAndre Ayton to play center? Because they're going to need a. I, ideally, they need a three and D center, but those are hard to come by. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I don't know. They they only have yeah. They just have three wings basically. Uh, they have well, they have a wing and two off guards. Uh, they need a playmaker and a center. Look, they, they obviously are going to go into the season basically saying we're going to try to just score 138 points a game and hope it works. You know what? I just thought of who uh, DeAndre Ayton to Boston because they have enough guards. Yeah, get back like a Marcus Smart and uh, Derek White. That could pop, and maybe Time Lord. Yeah, that could maybe work. Um, another one's Atlanta. You could get back. Maybe you get back John Collins or uh, who's been on the trading block for his whole career. You get back Okongwu and uh, like uh, I don't know if you can flip Aiton for Dejounte Murray, but that'd be a hell of a move. Yeah, I don't think you can. If do you that. if they somehow put that together, that'd be pretty nuts. Um. Everyone's saying the Mavs. I'd like that for Dallas. So DeLuca finally had an actual center. Right. Um, and I think that would help Dallas make some moves. Well, who are who do you expect Dallas to give up, though? The problem is it'd have to be like Bullock, Bertons, and maybe Maxi Kleba. Maybe. I mean, they don't really have any other guards on that team. They got they just got a bunch of like land wings. If they're the Mavs, you could hopefully get rid of a guy like Tim Hardaway. I was gonna say Tim Hardaway, but he's pretty he's needed there in Dallas. Yeah, if they get Aiton though, maybe not as much. 
there's a world that exists where Aiton gets moved and the Suns obviously can actually put together a legitimate roster. This is going to be tough because, again, they have three of the same dude. <laughs> That's the biggest problem, right? Yep, absolutely. Shout out Buck. Shout out to Buck. So the other bit of breaking news that uh, Chris Haynes reported was that um, – Hold on. Um, now's so, not the time to be on Twitter. No, this is how I'm getting more breaking news. Well, don't be laughing. Okay, this so this is a serious podcast. The thing that I'm mad about is that the only guy that I'm getting this from is Chris Haynes, and Chris Haynes is, is terrible at his job. Um, fight me, Chris Haynes. Uh, 14 minutes ago, he said the Wizards are likely to are likely to reroute Chris Paul to the Clippers. Um, they have enough guards. Also, less than an hour ago, Haynes said Miami's focus is Portland superstar Damian Lillard with the genuine belief this could be the offseason where the veteran guard seeks a change of scenery. League sources tell uh, NBA on TNT and that Bleacher Report. And then this guy replied and said, dog, you're the source. Tell us if he wants out or not. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so maybe this means Dame to the heat. I would go wild. I would have to tell Nicole, like, listen, the Heat just might have gotten like one of the the who's literally one run away from being one of the fifty greatest players ever. So you should be really happy. He was top seventy five, uh, which I didn't understand that he was top seventy five. Yeah, he was top seventy five, and Dwight Howard wasn't. And Clay, I'm gonna die on that hill because Clay's like the second greatest shooter of all time. Okay, Clay, you think Clay should have been on it over Reggie Miller? <laughs> no. So you don't think Reggie Miller is the worst guy on the all seventy on the top seventy five list? I'd have to look, but I don't think it's Reggie. Re- I mean, Reggie led led his team to the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times. He led him to the finals in two thousand. We might be doing an NBA Rewind podcast on a, on the two thousand season, and that Indiana was two wins away from a title that year, right? Uh so Paul, it looks like might go to the Clippers. I don't know. Um, apparently, that's on the hello book. That's on the board. Um, I'm mad at that. That's the one team again. That's the one team I didn't want Chris Paul to go to just because like I wanted to see him be on a team that has legit chance, and the Clippers are going to suck next year because Kawhi's probably going to miss the whole year again. And who knows what is Paul he George hurt already? Back. Or are you just assuming he's going to get hurt? He fucked his knee up in the playoffs. If he has to get surgery, oh yeah, that's right. If he has to get surgery again, he's done. I don't know, man. R.I.P. to the Clippers. They, the team that never was. Um, the thing I hate the most about this Suns team, where they're at now, is we just watched the NBA where literally every team that was really good had two awesome players, and everything else was divided out on the margins. Because I think you could say the six best teams in the playoffs were the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Heat, the Celtics. You could maybe probably say yeah you could say Philly and then like probably the Suns we'll give the Suns credit right and, I like it and they were basically all teams with two really great players and then everything was built out on the margins the Suns had nothing after their top two they had the lowest ceiling the Lakers had a bunch of great things after their top two but they didn't have enough to beat Denver Denver had everything after that they were built fantastically and that's why they won the title 
Now we have to, we understand that that's what it took to win the championship in the way the league is constructed right now. We know all of this. We know everything about the luxury tax. We understand how the CBA is now handcuffing certain teams and how they can spend money. And now for the next 10 months, we have to hear casuals, whether it be on television or dumbasses on Twitter or Facebook. I have to listen to them tell me, and they have to tell us that the Suns are the favorites to win the title. You got to get off the internet. Decompress, bro. I just detox. I just you need to detox. No, because I enjoy seeing those things because it makes me happy with to see how wrong they are. I do get pleasure in seeing people be really stupid. That's what I it's like, God, you're that wrong. It just gets me off, I guess. I don't know what hey, it I is. can't tell you what gets you off. I know. I'm not uh, gonna yuck your yum. Yep, yep, yeah. Yin my yang or whatever. No, yuck your yum. Yeah. Yum my yuck. I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> uh, I don't get paid enough. That's where I'm at. That's 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 my thing. I, I do hate that we have to hear now from everybody, and they're going to be like, oh, the Suns are the favorites. Just like the Nets were the favorites. Remember that? Yeah. And the Suns were the favorites when they got Durant, and the Nets for four years were the favorites with Durant and Irving and then Harden, and then a- even after that. And So, yeah, it's going to be great to see them lose in the second round again. KD hasn't been really good when he's a part of a big three. He's been a part of a couple. He ain't done shit since he left the Warriors, but poor guy. I mean, he almost made the finals. Talking about the year with Brooklyn? Yeah, when his foot was on the line. That is true. That team could have won the title. But if wishes were fishes, they'd be out there. They'd be right out there. <laughs> um, Especially a couple hours ago. Yeah, don't kid. Like it. 11 or something it was coming down we have too many insiders these people aren't going to know what we're talking about no they don't uh it was raining it was raining raining sideways let's the let's get to the last topic here of this the one good thing about all of this uh just for the league in general partner is it puts a lot of people on the clock it puts a lot of teams on the clock shout out to everybody who liked this video brian my man xander nate uh lucas Shout out to you guys. Uh, they. I need to like it. It puts this. It puts the team. Uh, it puts teams like the Bucks. Puts teams like the Warriors on the clock. It puts a team even like Miami, who knows that yeah they got to the finals, but it showed how far away they were. It puts the Celtics on the clock. To a small degree, the Lakers, but then again, a lot of. Their stuff is really just going to be they need LeBron to be healthy and they need Anthony Davis to stop being a bitch uh, in certain aspects of the game. But that's That's your boy, man. It's hard for you to say anything bad about him. I love AD, but he needs to get better at certain stuff. I hate. I'm he needs t- to get his mid range game back, like he did when he was in the bubble. Yep, when they were the best team in the world. And I'm and I'm tired of the every other game shit with him. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just consistency is the best ability. Uh, or one of them. No, it, availability is the best ability. Yeah, I know. But uh, consistency. I have different sayings than other yeah. people. Uh, so yeah, that's well, you need to consistently be on the court. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Which is availability. Yeah. So. Just have ability, people. There you go. I was going to ask you who that fifth like is. You know who it is? It's you. It's that guy. It's him. If you don't like yourself, how do you expect other people to? Exactly. 
Deep Cuts with Danny Peel. Yeah. That your podcast? Coming up next on the Four Frequencies Take Podcast Network. Deep Cuts. Deep Cuts with DP. That's a good one. Yeah. Trademarked right now. D- Stamp. DCWDP. <laughs> Deep Cuts with Danny Peel. With vastly average. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm vastly. <laughs> and I'm average. Uh, so. What a guy. Uh, yeah, that, that's your your thoughts on that little take. It puts those teams on the clock. Milwaukee, like, you can't run this back. You got to make a move. You don't think they're going to come back with the same team? They fuck, they can't. If they come back with the same team, the only thing they come back with in the next season is, well, we changed our coach. He's a rookie head coach. Yeah. I mean, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Don't get me wrong. I was head of the bandwagon of Giannis is the best player in the world, but after seeing him play in the playoffs and not be able to create his own shot, even though Jokic is pretty much the same height, weighs another 50 pounds more than he does, but he's actually able to create shots for himself and others as the center. I feel like the biggest jump the Bucks can take is if they just get Giannis to shoot better from the free throw line especially and even shoot better from three. That's one of them. Like He's got to be better at certain stuff. He's just not a go-to late bucket getter. No, but they also need – they have no good wings on that team. They just don't have – the fact that they were the best record in the league and whatnot is wild. It's a testament, honestly, to how good of a season Giannis had. And Drew, because Middleton was barely in the lineup. Mm-hmm, he like, was hurt. Like their third best player this year was Brooke Lopez. Uh, Bobby Portis had a good season, but uh, they don't have – like. It's a lot of they don't have a late game bucket getter. It's a lot of game. Pat Connaughton's and they, Grayson Allen's, yeah, uh, in in certain spots, and they need to upgrade those. They need to upgrade the margins. They maybe they need to get rid of Middleton. They need to get actual aggregate ball hand. They need to get like primary ball handling on that roster because they don't really have it. Drew cares about the ball less than like as bad about as bad as a high school team does. Uh, so yeah, it's not good. When you say that, you mean he's turnover prone? Very. Or? Insanely. He dribbles like a drunk ant. You mean like my mom's sister or like a bug? A bug. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> he dribbles like a drunk uh, a drunk middle-aged white woman at, uh, at your local bars band concert thingy. She's just up there. She's like 11 uh, Michelob Ultras deep. Or no, that wouldn't be what the... Would that be what the... The middle-aged moms of America are drinking now. Yeah, Michael they Lopes? drink Michelob. Okay, uh, and you, <laughs> and me, yeah. yeah. Um, not they don't drink me; they drink Michelob. Hey, uh, they're up there just getting it. We'll turn this to a different cast real fast. Like they're like you know forty-year-old white chicks at Brunner's Park here in the Quad Cities when a band is playing, and they're just up there like, yeah, that's how Drew Holiday dribbles, and it's not fun. And Clay Thompson dribbles like a Republican. <laughs> I'll never forget that. His shoulders are always square. Yeah. God save the queen, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> we need Tanner Rowe up here so he can do his fake dribble because he's got the best one. He really he's does a, he's got the greatest <laughs> fake dribble ever, man. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um watch this. So apparently, Blake said he heard the Bucks and the Kings all tried to trade for him, but Beal only waived for the Suns, oh. which is interesting. Our sources are better than yours. A lot less pressure, maybe. Shout out, Blake. Uh, for him. 
maybe third best player instead of the second best player. I don't know. Sorry. I'm not trying to hate on Brad Beal. I just don't like that he went to the Suns. I mean, that's pretty much sums it all up. Kind of, sort of. All right. We're going to be back maybe draft, probably definitely draft night. That's the plan. That's the plan at the moment Uh, to do a little live show for like the first 10 picks, maybe. Uh, hopefully the, the magic trade out of six and eleven and go get somebody. You want them to move up? No, I, well, if they can't move up, I'd love for them to go trade like six and eleven and whatnot for like DeJounte Murray. That'd be cool. That'd be real cool. Six and I really a, like DeJounte. They need a six and a I don't want Youngest player to ever make an all-NBA defensive team. Do I want to say 6-11 and 11 and something for Zach Levine? You don't. I don't. I wouldn't like that. It would be nice for them to have a guard who could score like that because that's what they need. But you don't like Zach Levine hardly at all. It's not you. It's not who you are as a man. He's the negative antithesis of a winning player, which is a guy that I like. A winning player? Yeah. He's just not that. Uh, People are going to be heated. What, that I have Zach Levine as, like, the 58th best player in the NBA? You said he's not a winning player. Zach Levine's a top 20 guy, or top 50 guy. He's just not a winning player. He's not! He's won four playoff games. or He's played He's played in five in, uh, four playoff games in 10 years. Not good. No, it's not. Very not good. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I'm at um, on that. And that's where we are at. Hopefully, either Dame gets traded by then. Or something happens in the top three that's shocking. Uh, I really think Scoot Henderson's going to get taken by the Hornets. I think the Hornets are getting are doing some mad Orlando Magic esque level smoke screens for some reason. Because remember last year, I was terrified that the Magic were going to take Jamari Smith first overall, and then when they actually took Palo, I, we were at beatups and I almost fucking cried, right? Because uh, I thought there's no way, and they took him, and I was just like, oh my god, they did it, they did something right. I think the Hornets have been just fucking with people. You got tears on my chicken wings. I remember that. I was emotional, man. They fucking made the right pick for the first time in my life. At least, obviously, Franz was the right pick. But at the time, I was like, this makes no sense. Teary chicken's the worst kind. I mean, I think it was pretty good. Uh, You don't want that wet chicken. (laughs) Yeah. Moist, baby. So, yeah, we'll be here for the draft. Uh, Danny's going to be way more drunk for the draft than he was today. Probably. Hell, even I might be. That's what I like to hear. Don't make promises you can't keep, right? Final thoughts? I think I said everything I needed to say. Except stay hydrated, people. Feed those pets. Oh, damn it. I thought you were going to say it right when I said something. So, all right. That's going to do it. We'll see you guys on draft night. Uh, Unless Brad Beal or unless Dame Lillard gets traded like tomorrow, then we'll probably be back on tomorrow. So. Uh, For Danny, I'm Joe. This has been the Educating Ears Podcast. If you ain't got your game, you best pass the six. Until then, until next time, we will see you all. Peace.